Kids World there's heaps to do. Bring your friends and mum too. Visit the castle of Lund. Solomon is a decent person and doesn't deserve ridicule and disease. I am not going to be violent or animalistic today, as I really do love people. I hate my bog for prison. I hate my bog mine prison. And look forward toward a better future when this government-induced communist-style recession is over. I am a positive person. Hey! You filthy bastard! Get out the way of me trap, monster, you stink! I'm gonna kill you, you monkey-hater! That was shocking! Stupid bloody driver almost caused me to flip his... flipping the bird. I was just about flipping the bird. I was that close. Put my bloody mingle... mingle finger up at him. What a dodge-monger. Bloody hell. Some people learned to drive out of the cornflakes pack, didn't they? Bloody hell. Kellogg, what would Kellogg say? Be turning in his grave. Turning in his cornflake grave. Ah, oh, man, I'll tell you, there's some idiots on the road. Unfortunately, on one of them. <laughs> Bloody thing, that's Oh, well, who cares? Um, today's mix is pretty hot. Got some 80s hero rock. Head, head sound scraping. Just putting out the vibe. Skeletor sliding down the asphalt, pushing out with sonic fear into the air, scaring villains and giving hope to the masses. So, I've had an okay week actually. Uh, finally got my vehicle back. Yep, Skeletor's rocking the roads again. This F100 X Ambulance surely was a good purchase. The only thing missing on this beast is the stripes and sirens, so when I turn up to a bunch of stoners, they literally think I'm turning up to take their ruined brains to the sick pad. Sick, and uh, even when I do, you know, it's always, oh, my sick bay's bigger than yours. No, my sick bay's bigger than yours. 
Oh my, I've got a three sick bay house. Oh, you know, status symbol. Once or twice I've thought about investing in a sick or an extra sick bay or two in my home, but I've no, I don't know. Um, touch wood, but I'm, I'm so far so good. I'm, I'm somewhat healthy, so I'm 50% healthy. I went to the doctor last week and the doctor said I'm 50% healthy. That was a report. So I feel alright about it. Uh, once or twice I've drove past an injured person or eight. They looked relieved when they saw me, yours truly driving the white bandage chariot. And they became elated just for a few seconds until I came up to date with current affairs. Um, a lone wolf, the night owl, the night crawler, the midnight pacemaker, the invisible vigilante, the essential reptile, was driving an ex-ambulance and attempting to help the maimed and injured on his own accord. No qualifications needed, no bandages in the back of my filthy wagon, no drugs, no booze, no women, no rock and roll, no nothing, no mind. Only in Fuzzburn's unknown corpse stomach in his attic, wild blonde hair, winner in a rolling winery, slowing down to peruse the local flesh of random civilians. I make their dreams come true, as they think they're being saved. Then in an instant their dreams turn into a nightmare, as they realise they're in the back of what could be described as a truck fit for murdering folks. Rusty bullets, old newspapers, gold bullion in the shape and colour of Fuzzburn's faeces, photos of myself doing shit, doing push-ups, doing shit and push-ups at the same time, doing sit-ups in my own piss and doing handstands in my own vomit. Um, I call it body calisthenics and body self-care. And I've written a poem about Pizza Hut in Montalbo. Um, so here it goes. I'll read it out to you. So I help the innocent. Stoners out by driving. Surrey dive. Backward drive. Truck to the top of the cliff. Dining with my peers. Dining with my fears. Seeking out, reversing quickly. Lock up skeletors. Brakes before the edge so they fly out the back, roll down the cliff, Surrey dive, truly terrific, and partly drowning in Surrey dive as they wake their government, as they wake their brotherhood, as they funded my haze, lost in a maze. Aha, now that's what I call. Looking out, suburban, cobbers slash dingbats, every while wondering. That's this and that's that. Uh, that's the first poem I've ever written. Um, I bought a book on poetry and studied quite a lot for about five to seven years. Studied it every day for about six to seven hours a day with a half hour break for lunch in Montalbert Pizza Hut. Um, margarita with half the amount of sauce is what did it for me. That's what I call the poet's pizza, margarita with half sauce. On Monday, the manager would come in and he's about half my age. This guy, he'd stand looking up at me in the laneway as I towered above his little teenage frame, 
his bashed-in face and his crumpled nose, telling me, You're fired, Reginald! And something about how bottle smashing shouldn't be done on people's heads, and he'd call the cops, and blah blah blah, and he'd dribble his basketball on my face if I ever did it again, etc, etc, etc. All the big words from a little pizza boy in a little suburb in Melbourne at the arse end of the world. How seriously do you think I would take that? About as seriously as a Casanova in a clan of that's about how serious, or a nice block in Antarctic waters. Now look, to argue my case, I'm going to write to little Johnny Pizza Boy, manager and state of fallen. This is the letter that I wrote after that incident. I'll read it out to you. Um, hope you enjoy it. It is something that I think had quite an impact and here it is. I have uh, written it in section, section 1. Johnny Pizza claimed that I was causing trouble. I strongly disagree. I'd created a really nice team-building culture at Montalbert Pizza Hut in my lunch half-hour lunch breaks when I would come in for my margaritas or my pot pizzas. Over the years, I'd started an after-hours drink session in the laneway out the back. Uh, this was to a team bonding thing for the staff there because I felt that they were just colleagues and not friends. And now it was an excellent laneway. A uh, little like a, a rural Irish cobblestone laneway, laneway. And there was an awesome huge wooden box of bottles for recycling. I, I was the only one who did a few deliveries a week. Uh, I'd do them for free. Uh, I'd do them... And it'd be, I'd be out there most nights and I'd hang around about 10pm when the younger guys would be about to ride their BMXs or skateboards home after their ship. And there I'd be out there sitting against the fence in the dark and uh, my bottles of sherry, my bottles of port, my bottles of wine and none of wadding ales and I'd sell them at a discounted price to all them staff because they couldn't pay for it, they couldn't buy it. They were still at school, weren't they? So we'd hang out there, drinking, getting happy, and I'd, and smashing bottles on each other for laughs. But I never forced them to drink. I, I wouldn't do that. I just dangled it over them from a height with a fist in front of their eyes, waiting for them to pay me. It, it wasn't my fault, really. I mean, I could smash bottles over my head, and they could. I'd done it over. I've done it on my own. I've done it over my own head. I never gashed it open. Well, I, okay, fuzz burns, I did, when I threw a VB hate long neck at him. After it, But that was after he'd pick a fight with me, right? For killing his grandma. Um, that's fair enough, whatever. But look, just because the junior kids' heads weren't durable enough against the tough green glass, which, I mean, the, the gla- this glass come flying out me tattooed and bloody slingshot called Navajo. I wasn't responsible. Full stop. Okay. Uh, now the other thing was section two, and that was about stealing pizzas. Now I hadn't stolen any of any of my entire shift, five shifts, my any of my five shifts at Montalbert Pizza. Uh, now, rumor has it, seventeen pizzas had gone missing. 
And that was because I'd used them as, uh, as a decoy when cops were searching the place for the great white skeletal or ammunition. Now, we had a shark skeleton that we'd keep. We used to hang it up in the kitchen. And it was a very bleached, old, white shark skeleton. But it was, I mean, it was a massive, it was about three metres across. And we had it hanging down from the kitchen as our mascot. Now, I didn't know that these cops were from Nunawaddy. If I'd known, I would have given them due respect. Because those Nunawaddy boys are right on the job. They're straight as an arrow. And they never veer from the law or from the rules and regulations stipulated in their code of ethics. So I gave them pizza straight away instead. Well, I would have, but I didn't know they were from Nunawaddy. Instead, I gave them the pizzas with what I call a five-second delay. I go to hand the pizza and I look them in the eye. And I hold the pizza when, when they reach for it. And instead of handing it straight over, I just pause for five seconds. And in that five seconds, I can tell a lot about it, man. And that's what I'd done. And these guys didn't say anything. They just ate around the pizza. They tore the box open as I was holding it, ate around the edges of the pizza, over my dead body, that is. And they just discovered what a, a truck of a man I am. So that brings me to point three, going Irish and claiming the mythical creatures around Pizza Hut. So Johnny Pizza Pervert, he claimed that I was making up stories and creating characters like the Orangutan Man or Leave Harzi Ovald or Jinxie. All these guys were real, feared and well-known to the underworld as lucky charms and fearsome shamans. But you won't know that unless you've been, on, you've been in that, if you've moved in those circles. It's one of those things that if you hear about it and you don't know that world, you'll dismiss as never say, never, never shall say or never hear me more. But in the actual fact, I never messed with them, especially when I was doing prank calls at their house or doing crop circles on their front lawns. So, anyway, that was the letter. But uh, look, I'm, I'm not working there anymore. Uh, I've, st- I've still steal their glass bottles and drink with the boys out the back. I'll still stumble over to Food Plus for some Night Owl videos. I still have my microwave Wombat burgers. Wombat, but I call them Wombat. Um, it's like fo- forehead, forehead, Wombat, Wombat. Now I have to admit that I've been, I've been pretty much an unrepentant pet dragon. Back to his flaming reptilian ways of spraying an innocent village with medieval liquid fire. But I've forgiven Jabba the Pizza Hut and I've moved on. Because in life, you move on. You drive straight ahead. If you keep looking out the rear view mirror, objects are going to look closer than they are. In saying that, I've decided that if you can't join and beat them, I don't mean beat them to a bloody pulp like I wanted to do in the Irish lane way of Pizza Hut, but beat them from an economical way and an economical point of view. Fuzzburn, my worst mate since Phil Stein decided to reward me with eight litres of undiluted cordial, came up with the idea of selling food out the back of Skeleton. I think, now, that's a pretty innovative idea, I reckon. Fuzzburn wanted to be, he wanted to patent the idea as a food van. But I said he was a nincompoop. I told him, look, use Skeletor as the restaurant. I'll cook the pizzas in the back 
and he'd take the money off the, any idiot who's willing to fork it over. Now, I'd be wearing a mask uh, featuring a sort of death video on the mask of five guys getting machine gun for dissing Colonel Gaddafi as a, you know, a gimmick, because you need a gimmick. And during the week, it also achieved something amazing. Since Skeletor had been, um, before he'd been damaged in that famous Water Park Ninja showdown with Kevin Hawthorne, it had been bloody cold, because I was driving, pretty much driving a chassis around. Heroic for summer, yeah, but perilously cold in the winter. I mean, I also used to use my self-urination heat technique. So I pissed my pants with the great heat liquid mixed with dog's blood. Um, and look, I love pissing myself. In my sleeping bag, in my dog's blood bag, in, uh, in, on the couch, you know, at, at uh, my grandma's granny flight, wherever. But I'd, it, it's, it's frightening as well when you piss yourself because you feel a little bit right wing, like you've time traveled or you're a ghost man. And you're, you know, and you do that too much and you find yourself hiding behind bushes and staring at your own every move in the mirror. Um, which is just, you know, it's not, that's not a life. That's not a life. So Fuzzburn managed to weld the shell of Skeletor. Um, you know, I keep mentioning Skeletor. If you just tuned in, that's me F100 ambulance. Um, so Fuzzburn's welded it to, uh, to his rotting P76. And I'll tell you what, mate, it feels, it feels like I'm driving a floating war pig on steroids. I mean, this thing roars, like me snoring when I've drunk myself and pissed myself into oblivion. I mean, this thing has a bloody roar on it, you know? It's got a roar in it like a lion. That's what I say to people when I'm stopped at the lights and they're crossing in their wheelchairs. It's got a roar in it like a lion, you know? And, um, I... It's really, it's a good car, and it's especially good for driving past phone booths. It's, um, that's what, that's what it what sort of sold it to me. Uh, phone booths, lockups, fax machines, and, uh, glue machines. The public glue machines where you can go and, you know, press a button and get your super glue out of your making shit. And, um, so F- Fuzzburn, his hybrid car, the Scammer, um, it had hit a landmine, so we needed to improvise. And what he came up with was this new improvised Skeletor, sort of new and improved. Now, with cardboard strapped in as the windshields, um, holes to make sure you don't crash into civilians, or not intentionally anyway. All right, so Skeletor Mark III. Um, I'll call it that for shorthand, for ease of reference. Skeletor Mark III. And it's set up, we started our food van. Well, we're not calling it a food van, but, uh, you know, that's what it is. And instead, we're calling it Street Pizza. So the Street Pizza Skeletor Mark III, you know, it's we've got it all set up. And it's set up in the opposite end of the car park. And I'm cooking Tasmanian pizzas, you know, uh, with Tassie chicken on them. That's peacock, Tassie chicken. And there's extra egg and spam. And Fussburn sitting in the front of the... in front doing bongs. Um, you know... Uh, I mean, it's just, it's like, that's it, not really the image you want to, you know, well, anyway, each their own. But 
Smoke's pouring out of the back of the White Hulk, and on fashion signs at the side of it, in red spray paint saying, free street pizza. Well, it wasn't actually free, but I wanted to, I wanted to suck him into our trap of buying pizzas cooked in a mini food, you know, wood-fired pizza oven made out of Soviet pinball machines. That was the gimmick. And a grill made out of metal coffins. Um, but look, bloody, no one bought in pizzas, you know. No one bought in pizzas. They were, it, they were confused onlookers. They're all standing there around with this sort of, you know, this expression on their face, like a what I'd describe as fear wrapped up with pity. So there's our makeshift vehicle sitting in the corner, smoke billing out of the back every few minutes. Fuzzburn putting his bong down to do standstills, heavy mate, heavy maiden blaring, you know, spray paint dripping like blood. Not a, not really a good look for a, a retail food retail vehicle, you know. And on the, and all to top it off, uh, the walls of the walls of the van had been um, made from reclaimed victim house. There's a place down the road that sold victim house, um, you know, offcuts and that. So it must have looked pretty beautiful. Uh, that's what I'm getting at. Uh, look, I, I got angry. I got angry to be honest, and I. I started throwing the street pizzas and passing cars because I've got a temper on me, you know. That's, that's what I do. I try and hold back. but And I've used the term pizza pretties pretty loosely here because it looked more like sesame um, sesame paste or sesame sh- shots, you know. Um, you know, like someone had packaged up vomit and packaged it in a smoke detector kind of outer coating. Well, uh, what am I? I'm hurling death. I'm hurling this death vomit frisbees at cop cars. I mean, they're hard as rocks. I mean, all of a sudden, they're hard as rocks. And one was leaving my hand. And I realised through my glazed eyes that my contaminated food rock was heading towards a panel van. And lo and behold, it just so happens to be a panel van with flashing blue lights. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean. So what happens next? Well, there's this big... And... So here's the flying food present. Crashed against the side of the cop car, like a Latter-day Saint, throwing human waste at Parson billboards of Richmond Secondary College, being closed down by Squizzy Taylor and the snot-picking Christopher Scase wigging bandits. In other words... Who knows what's what and where's where? That's what I, you know. I, I mean, I've served up the boys in. I, I've served up the boys in blue. That's what I've just done. An overcooked Tasmanian street pizza made out of an armature murder vehicle and a creepy part of the Pizza Hut car park. Not a good scenario when your brownie points are in the Hello Kitty Hall of Infamy. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, I'm running from your life. It tends to happen when you throw hard pizza at the cop vans. Cops hold on my trail as me and Fuzzburn are, we're literally running for our lives through the laneways. We're behind Whitehorse Road. Now, I've still got some true blue cobbers at HE Brewhout. Um, so I ran down the alleyway to make my getaway. Now, the alleyways, these are the ones that run parallel to Whitehorse Road. Now, to locals, they're known as the criminal slipstream. Um, some call them the sodomy highway. It depends what your bread and butter 
is so you know what your taste for candy is whatever your mind wangles it but there's now there have been a number of robberies down there in the last few years um burglars and crims alike using it to sprint down it gives them a sort of perfect getaway from up at Surrey Hills tram terminus to Kingsley Gardens. Now at night time you can see mongrels and gnomes uh, running towards them, running towards hither and thither, to and fro, running to crime, from crime. And you can trace them with your human eye if you want, from above like a well-trained dying leopard that can see into the past. You can you can sort of look at it from above as though your spirit's soaring up up, you know, two two to three stories in the air. So when I looked I looked down at these alleyways behind Pizza Hut towards H. E. Brehow, Fuzzburn, he wasn't so lucky. You see we split up. Um, he pole vaulted a fence like it was some sort of uh, hopper and he sprang, he sort of landed on a pile of dead bodies. And uh, now, in the back of Skeletor a few months ago, Western, Northwestern, Victorian, and Eastern Sojourn, codename Wrangler. I, now, I can hear the cops screaming, just screaming, screaming. I can hear them screaming as I made, as I'm getting away. I'm making me get away and I'm getting sodomised like you wouldn't believe, you know, at the same time as I'm running down the street. Now, I've run about four blocks but got caught on Kenmare Street before some born cops outside of their jurisdiction caught him. Now, oh boy, did he cop see heaps of sodomy. No, I'm not kidding. You know, back then, back then it wasn't, oh, it wasn't good if you got caught, you know. And he was in the Baldwin prison, and he got smashed by an 87 yellow pages. Now, he just passed out, and he saw himself time-travelling, uh, visiting himself, spray-painting a picture of himself on the chest of a Viking punching a hole in the universe. Symbolism of me punching a hole in the Parliament of Victoria. You know what I mean? You know, the typical typical sort of stuff you come across in, uh, in Never Neverland. So I've managed to make my way to uh, my old workplace, H.E. Prehout, and then something really weird happened. Here's, here's how it broke down. I got, I uh, entered into the back entrance, and I knew the back entrance so well that I, when I used to go and make tanks in the middle of the night, I still had a key, which unlocked the chain in there. I got in, but everything around me looked different I'd had a bad fall earlier uh, and when I was getting away from the jacks it started to feel sharp pains in the right arm all you know up and down the right arm and um, the factory's totally silent and all of a sudden I freeze on the spot and I'm not shitting it to my utter horror pictures of me all over the walls all look pictures of me all over the world walls. Um, Sir Reginald holding the microphone, smiling like a bandicoot spitting, uh, spitting chips. What was going on? You've got to think, what kind of sick, 
unemployment laws are they introducing into Australia? I mean, does Joan Kerner expect to enforce employers from posting pics of people who've been fired for stealing, fighting, building armour and pooing on the shop floor? Get real. Seriously, I mean, I was I was that outraged. I went and started the production lineup and attempted to make a pipe bomb out of cardboard. It's out of cardboard. Oh, car, I've got cardboard on it, expired liquid paper, and pure dreams. And I'm building that thing. And I started also at the same time. I started drinking some cask wine from staff um, that got fired before my arm got caught in a belt and started to swell the size of my ego <laughs> yeah yeah I was screaming and also I wet my naked flesh uh, wet my underpants wet my viking leathers uh, you know I started vomiting on my pipe bomb and that was pretty crap actually when I started to hallucinate starting to see wombats start to see bandicoots start to see quolls all exiting out of the rear of the place and then a giraffe and, I, and then I passed out on a conveyor belt in a destructively beautiful state I've woken up uh, I don't know how long how long lay but I woke up I'm in a first aid room of HE Breedhout and I look up to see the kind and absurd face of my old workmate Ivan Liar now he asked me in his stupid accent what I was doing there so of course I tried to punch him but just crapped in my pants again um you know, what goes around comes around, doesn't it? So he held me down and in his Eastern Euro voice told me that he'd found me naked, soaked in vomit, blood, and he reckons poo flowing out of my anus. Um, screaming on the conveyor belt, clasping onto a picture of Johnny Farnham with liquid paper all through my hand. Um, it was pretty awkward, you know. I've, so I'm looking up at him, he's looking at me, I mean, he's looking at me pretty strangely and, um, and trying to explain that I had... I mean, he's trying to... He was trying to help, I guess, but something's a bit of left unsaid. He's told me I've got... He's like, you've got multiple red back bites on, on you. You've got five or six of them still crawling on your bare chest. Um, but look, Ivan was a doctor back in Lithuania and he worked as a night watchman and a wicker man. As, you know, he couldn't get a job at Box Hill Hospital because of what he called unresolved war crimes. But um, he, he asked me why I had a pair of redbacks in my pocket, which, you know, was... Um, they, they got smashed when I was chased. You know, I'm such an idiot. I should have taken better care of them. You know, a pet's not just for Christmas. So I realised these were meant to be used in a... in, a, um, in some sort of massacre that Fuzzburn had, uh, Fuzzburn had planned. Um, something to do with redbacks and asbestos in a fun dunny, but... Look, I'd labelled it Funburn's faeces factory as his irritable bowel syndrome that he had. You know, it had this way of driving me crazy. It's, oh, it smelled like a rotting dog corpse there. Not, not good. Not good, you know. Uh, I was planning on putting him under, under the door to punish the poo man, but I ended up copping it, you know, just copping it. Like, Ivan said I should have died 15 minutes' time ago. You know, that's how bad I was. But... You know, he explained that my body was full of so many toxins from what had happened and so full of bad attitude that it actually started to kill the redbacks. I mean, you know, I was a lucky bastard miracle. I was. Because I killed the, I killed those redbacks instead of them killing me. 
I mean, think about that for a minute or two. Um, anyway, so I got back home. Fuzzburn had realised uh, he was a bit bruised in that. And, you know, he laughed at me and flamed head, arms and legs. So I hit him in the face with an ashtray before running one kilometre and getting some smokes from the Dunlow Avenue milk bar before collapsing and then getting hospitalised properly. Oh, well, look, I reckon that's that's probably about um, all I've got to say about that episode. But look, until next week, look over your shoulder constantly, right? Because the demons are after you and something might happen, if you know what I mean. Call your brains, Dingo. Kill yourself, Fuzzburn. Salty devil.